0: Today's show is brought to you by CastWave Studios' Amazon page. Go to castwavestudios.com and click the Boldly Going Shopping tab. And search for everything from Apple iPads to Zebra striped Snuggies. Oh, it's so cozy. This supports the studio and helps keep the lights on. Click the Boldly Going Shopping tab at castwavestudios.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back
1: to Boldly Going Nowhere. It's a podcast. You listen to it with your ears, and other said podcast catchphrases we've used. Well, you find us today, back in the old studio. I have with me Jordan Hazelwood. Hello. And Brian Massey. Hey, what's happening? So, this is our uh, first real episode post-AwesomeCon. Mm-hmm. And so, really, I mean, we figured, you know, best way out of the gate is to just discuss, you know, the con, what we liked, what we didn't like. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... So I figure, you know, that would take like the first part of the show. We'll take a break, and then we'll go into uh, uh, we'll go into some other stuff. So, all right. Awesome I mean, AwesomeCon. This is our second year going. Mm-hmm. I think it's the third yeah, I year. It's the third year. Yeah, it's their third year, and this was this was probably like the best aimed weekend because it was Memorial Day weekend. Whereas mm. the first year we went was a nightmare because it was Easter, Easter. weekend.
2: Uh, technically, this was the the weekend um, before Memorial Day, right? No, no the weekend after. The, the weekend, weekend after. after, right? Okay.
1: But they were still calling it Memorial Day weekend, even though everybody that I know was like, "No, Memorial Day weekend's the weekend prior to Memorial Day because Memorial Day is <laughs> on a Monday." I'm like, "Well, mm-hmm. the f- whatever. I yep. don't care." Mm-hmm. It's confusing as hell. But all right, so let's talk about let's talk about the con. All right, uh, so some of us went on the first day. Jordan unfortunately had to work but we're going to go into your experience because you were there all day Saturday. Hmm? So because I definitely... you abandoned me. No, I didn't... Ab- <laughs> okay, yes, I abandoned <laughs> Not on purpose. Not on purpose. I would never do that.
2: Mm-hmm. I didn't have enough beer. So no. you, know, you went to some other place that had beer.
1: Oh. <sighs> well, when you make it sound... When you sound <laughs> like that, you make me sound like a dick. Well, okay. Fair enough. All right. Anyway.
2: So, so yeah, let's we'll start with Friday then. Yeah,
1: let's start with Friday. Uh... Friday, I will admit, so we didn't know what to expect. Because last year, we went Saturday and we went Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so the con was packed. It was jumping. There was people out the doors, wrapped around the building three times. Luckily for us, we had press badges. You know, we could get in. We went on Friday. No one there. Really? And I, I, I understand it, I guess, in the sense that the con opened at noon. We got there right at about... 12 31 like, o'clock something
0: like that yeah and it was very it, it wasn't barren but there were people there and you could tell they
1: were just starting to set people were just finishing setting up but
0: i just i couldn't believe how how few people were there i mean yeah it was it was kind of nuts mm-hmm. I'm, right. I'm not so, used to that no i'm
1: not because normally when we go to cons even on the first day it's packed out the whales you know, like, you know, MAGFest is Magfest. packed. Holy mm-hmm. shit, MAGFest is packed. Like. But then again, I realized, okay, it's the Friday before a three- to four-day weekend, depending on, you know, where you work. Okay, it kind of makes sense, because either A, you got the day off, or B, you didn't. Most people didn't. Most people were still in school. So, okay, kind of makes sense. So, good news was, booths weren't packed like they were on, say, Saturday or Sunday. So, luckily for us, our interviews went pretty swimmingly. We got to go up to the people and be like, hey, we asked for interviews. Can we do them, please? Mm-hmm. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say that the interviews are probably the biggest feather in our cap. Uh, this, this convention, compared to MAGFest, yep. when we got pretty much skunked for interviews. Whereas here, we got like, what, eight or ten?
1: I think it was we, it was we aimed high and got most of what we wanted. I mean, at MAGFest, we didn't get, say, say we like had, like, say, 12 names at this con. We got 10 of the 12. Say, at MAGFest, we got, like, 6 of the 12 that we wanted. But yeah. still not bad, though. I can live with that. I can live with half numbers. Well, not to
0: mention to... MAGFest is a completely different animal anyways, because everybody's, you know, out Yeah,
1: there. okay, because that's the thing. The, con, the, guests, the guests of the con are just as much into the partying of the con as mm-hmm. the people who go to the convention to have fun or. Whereas, you know, the other you know, in this sort of con, people are getting paid to be there. They have
0: to yeah. make They're make getting paid some. to be behind the booth. Yeah, so much. they're they're much more readily available. Whereas yeah. at Magfest you gotta go searching for like, oh shit, well where's John St. John? Mm-hmm. Um, crap, somebody just Ooh. saw him at, outside smoking, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. let me go look yeah. for him.
1: Yeah, so completely different animal. Yes, I will agree. This was definitely a, a, a banner year for interviews, which absolutely I guess leading into that. Um, so we got a lot of interviews. Most of them we got on day one because, interesting, interesting side note. When we originally were good, were attempting to book these interviews, a lot of these people have agents, multiple agents. Mm-hmm. They have agents for voice acting. They have agents for straight up live action acting. They have... have the, and apparently, 95% of the voice actors that were at this con are represented by one dude. Yes. Jeff Zanini. And this guy is awesome. I, I cannot stress enough how much of a help he was. Jeff, if you're listening, you rock, man. Thank you so, so much. You rock excellent. So, luckily enough, because of Jeff, we were able to get... Pretty, I mean, again, the large percentage of who we wanted to interview at this con... Were voice actors. I mean, these were people we couldn't get in years past just because they were so busy. The last year, like uh, Jim Cummings was one of them. Mm-hmm. Got to interview him. Jordan got mm-hmm. Jordan got his important I'm, questions answered.
2: Looking back at it, I'm I, I'm I'm really grateful that you actually gave the microphone to me for, for Jim Cummings. Yeah. But um, and, and granted, I, I had like what four minutes to talk to him. I mean, uh, I, I easily could have gone like four hours.
1: Oh, I mean, that's and that was the <laughs> other thing is that. A lot of people don't realize this, but put it into a situation like this, you know, l- we're lucky to get the interviews when we can get them. And it is so, it is so goddamn hard not to start just gushing about their work, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely had that issue with some of them. Like, Townsend Coleman, uh, if you listen to that interview, I'm just I'm just rambling like a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I-, I, I try my best to keep my composure it's just it's 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 bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's bad.
2: Mm-hmm. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Do you want you want to talk about uh, vagaries of, of all the interviews uh, because I, I, I listened to all of them in a, in a block a little while ago. Yeah. And I did I did I, I my hats off to Townsend Coleman for uh, we, uh, the the thing that the thing something happened that we always dread whenever we're interviewing you know like you know, behind behind like velvet ropes on the on the main convention floor uh, the announcement, the the, announce, the PA system came on and like asking for someone named patricia and i just i gotta love how it, most of the interviews uh you know we uh, just we, we had to have cut that but townsend coleman just owned that moment it was <laughs> he great said, he, he, he made a he made a, a a a real romp out of that like, oh. like oh, wait up, guys i have to find patricia. patricia and then and then he sounded like he was already a mile away from the microphone screaming
1: patricia like, how, how far away from the mic he was trying, he? He wasn't even a foot away, but yeah, that's the beauty of these microphones is that if you're right up on them, they <laughs> sound like you're right up on them. But if you're not, how about them? Be Absolutely. Like, wow. God. I think my brain just itched. <laughs> oh, I wasn't even that loud. Uh, knock it off. Anyway. So, no, but Townsend Coleman <laughs> was great. Uh, I mean, let me, let me go ahead and get this out. I mean, I can't thank the people who interviewed us. I, I can't thank them enough. I mean, it's... So much of their work went into our. I mean, were, was you know like we we watched so much of their work in our childhood.
0: They they kind of are our childhood. Yeah, exactly. You know, if not, they absolutely are. You know. So, um,
1: all right. So I'm going to ask this question to the to the assembled parties. Uh, what was your favorite? Like, what was your favorite moment out of the interviews? Because Jordan, I know you did a few. Brian, you did a few. I did a mm-hmm. few. And then I think we let Sean. No, Sean was running audio the entire time. So mm-hmm. it was the between the three of us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. alright, so let's start with, we're going to start with you, Jordan, because you bring up the subject. So, Jordan, okay. what was your favorite moment out of, like, all the interviewees that we had? Um, Who did you enjoy the most? Or... I'm
2: pleased that I was able to, to tell Jim Cummings that through a video game, he called me a fucking pussy. <laughs> I, 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 I couldn't bring myself to to say that exactly that to exact him during reason. the during the interview, since uh, you know, he, he's, he's a fraud representative of Disney and... And all their G-rated enterprises. So mm-hmm. I had to, uh, I had to say that he, I he he told me that he doubted the veracity of my male genitalia. Yes, but uh, that that is, I would do a story mode on Splatterhouse, the 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 the, the, the most recent Splatterhouse game for mm-hmm. PS3. But unfortunately, that's pretty much the whole story of of that game. Is the part where I realized that the demonic, horribly profane, evil mask that the character was wearing is voiced by Jim Cummings, Mm -hmm. and the shock of it made me, like, drop the controller, and then I tumbled into a a spiky pit and died, and then Jim Cummings came up and said, my God, man, you were such a fucking pussy. Like, wow, Tigger just called me a fucking pussy. I was not expecting that today. Fabulous. Fabulous. So, in the four minutes I had with Jim Cummings, I'm like, well, I guess I better get that out of the way first.
1: (laughs) I mean, how could you not? How could how could you not do that? So of
2: course I asked him like, is there any other like really R or M rated uh, work you've ever done in your life? And he said like, nah, not
1: really. (laughs) I mean, it's the thing is is he's known for that kind of stuff. So when you hear that sort of thing, like it's so out of left field that you can't even believe it. You're like, wait, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that for
2: me? I kind of thought he wouldn't advertise that, but lo and behold, uh, on, his, uh, on, right his on his sign, right on behind his, his desk, uh, he had the banner of all the characters he's played, and there, there he is, the terror mask, uh, you know, standing shoulder to shoulder with Don Carnage from Tailspin. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, it's great. No, Jim Cummings is a, a real awesome guy. And Jim was probably the hardest to get for the mm-hmm. entire weekend, because he was... Cause he had to sign stuff i mean he had to sign stuff for charity he had, yeah he had he, had to, he was doing autographs mm-hmm. and photo ops all weekend like there wasn't a time where we walked by his table because again we're in this back area we're, we're sort of off from the beaten path and a lot of people like we you know we you know we pull people every now and again but jim's just one of those people that people are just like coming up to him non-stop it's mm-hmm. the never-ending barrage Finally, the the guy. Yeah. Finally, you know, there's like a five minute window, and he comes over, and he's like, "Okay, are we doing this?" I'm like, "Yes, we're because we were about to give up too. Mm-hmm. We were about to be like, you know what? I don't think we're gonna get him. You know, it sucks, but we'll 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 we'll, we'll move on. We'll, we'll get somebody else. Mm-hmm. But we were lucky enough that it didn't work out that way. We were lucky enough to get mm-hmm. him, and that was great.
2: And I, I want to very quickly mention with my Jeff Hornell interview, I I told him that he that he looked like. A band member of uh, what is it, Judas Priest or Motorhead? Mm-hmm. But on the drive home, I, I, it occurred to me. No, actually, he's like a he's like a dead ringer for Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath, isn't
1: he? I would go with that. Yeah, I'd say any heavy metal band, like mm. real heavy mm-hmm. metal band. And mm-hmm. interestingly enough, he mentions in the interview yeah, he's, he's in, the in a band, in a band. <laughs> Rock Sugar, <laughs> Rock Sugar. I mean, I still have yet to listen. I gotta, I gotta pull up their music, dude. Because didn't he didn't yeah. he say they opened for like Motley Crue? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Um, i was like that's yeah he, he,
2: that's he, legit you mentioned how how glad he is that he chose uh to concentrate on voice acting because if he was a a live action actor only he'd basically just be bugging his agent is anyone making like a black sabbath biopic yet yeah yeah uh, Any, no uh, uh, okay well, what about um what about uh, i don't know striper yeah no <laughs> right. okay well i'll call back in an
1: hour all right cool <laughs> all right, so, all right, so, Brian, what was your favorite moment out of, like, the interview process? Uh,
0: well, um, I I kind of have two. First and foremost was just being able to talk to Michelangelo and ask, so, the pizzas, where did that come from, you know? And even though it might not have been, like, the most exciting answer, I finally got to ask, ask that question. Yeah, those kinda...
1: wacky pizza combinations from the yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon.
0: Like, something like, you know, mu- peanut butter and
1: anchovy. Or... Peanut
0: butter and anchovies, dude, you know, like. But um, mm-hmm. I got to interview Cam Clark, um, who is Leonardo's brother. Uh, <laughs> he was Liquid Snake. I'm like, oh dear <laughs> lord. Yeah,
2: you, you didn't you didn't even bring up Metal
1: Gear? Uh, to be honest, Oh, I, I well, brought, I brought mean, it up. I did bring it up. He brought
0: up. it up. I, you know what? I'm I'm not. The thing it, was, I'm not I, intimately familiar with Metal Gear, so I was not, not going to lie, I Jordan. I I
1: very, I was there for his interview towards like the last half of it. I very much just wanted because I remember I was like. Sam Clark was was he Liquid Snake? But the problem was I couldn't remember what version he voiced Liquid Snake in, because there was the original Metal mm. Gear, and then mm. there was Metal Gear Solid yeah, Twin it... Snakes, and I I can't remember which one he voiced. Oh, it, it
2: was Metal Gear Solid on the PlayStation. I remember that distinctly.
1: Right, and that was the thing I couldn't remember for the life of me. And I had, and for those, uh, and this is something I'm gonna go into in a little bit, but I had already made one massive mistake yes. <laughs> on an interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I spent the rest of the weekend paying for it, so I was yeah. like, I was very determined not to make another one. Yeah. So I was just like, I just kept my mouth shut. But I was like, and afterwards, I I, I did ask him, Jordan. I was like,
0: Were you Liquid Snake? And he's like, Yes, brother. I'm like, <laughs>
3: oh, I'm so happy.
0: He looked. Oh mm-hmm. my god! It was like Christmas. Yeah. In oh, it your, was. oh, it was. It like was like Christmas in your eyes. It was mm-hmm. like. Um, it was good. It was good. But yeah. I remember.
1: I remember how bad he was busting your balls in that interview. I mean, what can I say? I'm a Raf guy. God damn it. Well,
2: okay. If I'm if I a from from if I'm remembering the timeline correctly, after you after you say how like you were you were disinterested in Leonardo compared to Raphael or however you phrase that. No. It was, 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 was it? Was, did Mark Denby jump in and say like, "Damn man," before we started rolling? You insulted his age,
1: and then you just told him that Leonardo sucked. <laughs>
0: And so was, It was
1: all just a beautiful moment of Cam, Cam knew that Brian was taking his response out of context. Mm-hmm. Like, Brian was actually like, oh my god, I've just insulted a member of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My nerd cred is on the line here. He's like, well, no, 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 I'm like, And then we all, just, we all just sort of ganged up on him at the I mean, last second. It, was,
0: it wasn't even like, I was, I was merely saying, I, I was trying to get to a point.
1: Basically about two minutes of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just
0: I was just, I was just basically I was just my point. It, it, no, we no get
2: it. I, I'm not doubting that the Cam was just was just having fun of the moment. But I'll, I, am, I, am I am I wrong in in, in interpreting that like you, 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 they like force you to apologize? Oh
0: no, and then no, you no. did,
2: yeah. and then Cam said at four.
0: Yeah, and, and you couldn't realize...
2: remember how you insulted like...
0: him because I was just so like. <laughs> I was like, are we really still, uh, is this moment really freaking happening right now? Like, I was just, I hit a wall. <laughs> I hit such was, a wall. It was so I was so like, I great. don't,
1: oh my god. Oh, I'm so, so I was. It was embarrassing. I mean, it was, was embarrassing. I okay, was so Okay, well, happy.
2: You're, you're improving. You didn't walk off the interview like you did with Richard Horvitz the pre- previous year. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Well, looking... let's, let's concentrate on that.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God. I'm I mean, sad. look,
1: the point I was trying to it get... T- it took the sting off of my scrub, so thank you, Brian.
0: Not a problem. The, the point I was trying to get to at, like, because while I was talking to Leo, was that while I might have been more of a Raft guy growing up, um, certainly as I got older and I was watching more and more and I was reading more Ninja Turtles, even though I might not have initially been a Leonardo fan... I grew to really appreciate him, because there was such a bond between Raph and Leo, Mm -hmm. and he was kind of like the yin to Raph's yang, Mm -hmm. and I just really appreciated that, and I thought, you know, wow, you know, Leonardo, maybe I need to take a second chance at him, Mm -hmm. and he actually grew to be one of my, you know, like, not my, you know, he's not my favorite turtle, but he grew to be one of my favorites. Right. You know, certainly better than, like, I don't know, Donatello. And I'm sure,
1: and you know what, Brian, I'm sure everybody out there was really keen to know that answer. Thank you for telling us. Well, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine.
0: It's busted my balls, goddamn. Oh no, it
1: was. I'm telling you right now, that was probably one of the funniest moments of the entire weekend. It Ugh. was just you getting and ripped, we and we got it ripped all ripped on. on tape. Oh, and yeah, that was that was what so. was great about it. It was. Trust me, you're not the only one. Every every single person who had an interview, every single person busted, uh, uh, screwed up on something. Yeah, everybody yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not so much you, Jordan, but...
2: Well, I mean, I uh, as I was listening to these interviews, I said to myself, yeah, this, this really takes me back to uh, that Baltimore Comic-Con where I was not certain how to pronounce J.M. DeMatteis before I interviewed the guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, the, the good times, fond memories
1: there. You know, it's funny. Uh, yeah, so i but I'll say this much. Uh, so that was your favorite moment, Brennan?
0: Yeah, I mean it was. Even you, though you got ripped on for this, like, I got a solid ripped on, but minutes. you know what? It's a it's gonna be a hell of a memory. Oh yeah, that's, that's it's gonna true. be a hell of a memory. I'm gonna be able and, to talk about my...
1: and them shoes. Yes, them shoes. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my fucking god.
2: hmm uh, Of the many times that we wish that we were a video show. Oh. Yes.
1: I mean that's the thing. We did. It was it was one of those weird moments where we were just like they asked us. Like some of the guests were asking us, "Do you want to get this on camera? Do you want to get this on audio?" And I'm just like, ugh. Uh, uh, I don't really have the time to set this up correctly so it'll
0: look good next time
1: yeah, yeah it's like next time i'm probably gonna put more time into and doing it on it, video it, it, we are we, it, it,
0: are we are definitely trying to make a concerted effort to do that next time. we're trying but so will see how it goes at least
2: we'll remember cam clark and the amazing technicolor uh tennis shoes
0: yeah yes <laughs> i'm gonna be able to <laughs> tell my grandkids hey you're my- <laughs>
1: that's the name of this episode jordan
2: oh really because I, I, I thought we had a choice of like three possible uh i don't know cam titles. clark and the
1: amazing technicolor dream shoes or three uh, the amazing technicolor tennis shoes I don't, I don't think you're going to get much better than that. All right. well, well, okay. I,
2: I, I'm sure we'll toss out the other three at some point. Oh, probably. Vote for your favorite at home, there which probably won't mean anything because you wouldn't be listening to this if we hadn't already posted it and given it a title. <laughs> but uh, That anyway. is true.
1: All right, so... We like to think we're interactive. Yeah. All right. Oh, God. My favorite moment. What was my favorite moment? Um, Townsend Coleman's interview is definitely up there. Whoa, dude. Oh, my God. No, see... That Dude, was that was how, my that was one of the two gets I wanted the entire weekend. I wanted Townsend Coleman, and I want to bring this up. The last two interviews we had we had planned were Townsend Coleman and Brian O'Halloran from Clerks. And the reason those were the two is just just because Brian O'Halloran, we had gone to Brian O'Halloran on Friday and asked him, "Hey, we'd like to interview you. When is good?" He said, "Sunday is good. Anytime after three o'clock." So we were like, "Okay, seems fair." Now, Townsend, we had actually tried to flag down on Friday, but Townsend had to leave to... I don't think
0: he was actually in town. Yes, I think... he was. I saw him at the table. No? Okay. Well, yes. I, I had heard that either he wasn't at the... T- like, well, he, he had left he early. He hadn't shown that's... up, or he had to leave for the day. He left
1: early. Yeah, that's what it so... was. So, which is fine, because we understand that. It's obligations. We, no big deal. We cool. were like, we work around their schedules. That's the whole point of the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, we got to interview Townsend, and Townsend's interview was great. I mean, obviously, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it. It's, it's up for you to listen um, the other moment was during the Brian O'Halloran interview. I, I mean, I, 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 thought I loved the interview just because mm-hmm. Brian is one of my favorite characters, uh, plays one of my favorite characters from the Viewist universe. He plays pretty much the everyman of, you know, mm-hmm. anybody who's ever had a shitty ass job can like look at that and be like, yeah, I've been there. But mm-hmm. the thing was, it wasn't something that happened during the, it was something that happened during the interview. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the, 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 this, was, this was my my first uh, vote for what the title of this episode would be.
1: Okay, so for those of... All right, so, <laughs> we, yes. so I'm interviewing Brian O'Halloran, and Sean is running the audio on our show. So Sean looks over and like just goes wide-eyed and pale as hell, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like I, like, I see this out of the corner of my eye, but I don't make any acknowledgement towards him just because I'm in the middle of something. And so Sean nudges me in the arm, and I'm just like... He's nudging me again i'm like okay i guess you must want me to wrap it up and we were approaching like the 10 minute mark at that mm-hmm. point so i was like okay he must he must he must be telling me okay wrap it up we're running over i'm like so i wrap it up and we finish up we thank brian for his time you know he walks back to his booth and like as i start breaking down the mic stand he's like did you see that i'm like what brian o'howard yeah he's right in front of me how can i miss him he's like no dude sean Aston was watching us podcast i'm like
2: mm-hmm. What? Potential title number one, Sean Aston watches us podcast. Sean? You, you said you wanted to make shirts. Oh,
1: I, I do. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I do. No, but here's the thing. It's just like, I'm like, excuse me? He's just like, yeah, Sean Aston walked out from his booth and saw us recording our show, and he literally stopped and stared at us for like a good 10 seconds. That's awesome. And I'm like, like, I was like, really? What? I mean, there and was... Then, and then I was just like, okay, the first thing that popped in my head is like, we need to make a t-shirt that says Sean Ashton and watches you podcast.
2: Ooh. Now, if, as I recall, you you, uh, you tried to get a hold of his uh, of his agent to interview him?
1: I had at one point uh, It's... His is definitely one of the ones that is more difficult to get a hold of just because of the caliber of films that he's done mm-hmm. in recent years and the fact that he is also one of the more popular voice actors right now. Like, he's doing... Who is he doing in the, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles?
0: Uh, Donatello, the, I think. No, 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 no. That's Rob Paulson. He's doing... Raphael? I think so?
1: Possibly. Well, he It's was not here. Leonardo.
0: I know that much.
2: No,
1: okay. So...
2: Well, so, I'm clearly out of the loop. I wasn't aware he was voice acting anymore. I thought yep. he was pretty much just Lord of the Rings and Goonies. Nope,
1: nope, nope, nope. He is, he's doing that. Well, actually, interestingly enough, he was actually... He showed up at, um... I think it was scheduled at Niagara Falls Comic Con, and they did a... Uh, 30th anniversary of the Goonies mm. with him and Joe Mantegna not Joe Mantegna Joe Pantheano and um, mm. Robert Davey mm. and I I was gonna if we, if we were gonna be able to go to Niagara Falls Comic Con I was gonna be like what was it like to like be in like the, like the second worst James Bond film of all time what was that like License to Kill is awful
2: mm. I know
1: some people who disagree with you but really? Uh... I mean, here's the thing. I, I I say for Timothy Dalton, he's one in one. Living Daylights was great. License to Kill was awful. No. But that's just me. All right, but anyway, no, going
2: we should we, we, we should talk about James Bond on another another episode, perhaps. Indeed.
1: All right. So, but I I was I was sort of shocked by this. I was like, like he was staring at us. He's like, yeah. He walked out. And he like glanced over and then saw me, and we locked eyes for a minute, and then it was just like this really intense stare down. And then he walked away to the green room, which was, like, this, like, curtained off area, like, right behind us. I was like,
0: interesting, I guess. Maybe he was bored? I don't know. It's entirely possible. I don't know. It's just I was, He was just probably hanging. He probably stood out there for a second and was just like, oh, hey, look, a thing happening. Yeah, I was just confused. I was like, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Samwise watched me podcast? Okay. What would have made it? Like not that it's not already made, but like if he had just take done it to Bill Murray and walked by and just been like, nobody will ever believe you.
1: That would have been pretty funny. I will admit that. <laughs> I would. Have, I will admit that. Alright, so alright, we talked about favorite moments of
2: the con. Did you suppose we, we we should we should uh, get like a cardboard cutout of him made so we can put him on the other side of our window while we record or
1: <laughs> that would be fabulous. We should get a cardboard yeah. cutout out of Samwise and just take it to intervention with us yeah. and have it at the table. I, yes. I, I, I guess
2: I guess the, the I guess is Studios can handle a third Sean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> at least this one doesn't yeah. talk. We we yeah. already got two in the bank. Why not yeah. go for yeah. a hat trick? Why not?
1: not? Alright, so alright, so we just went over the best moments. Alright, what what did you, what what moments did you not enjoy so? Excuse me. What moments did you not enjoy so much?
2: Um. Well, I mean, I I I got my you know uh, my lonely Saturday extravaganza prepared down here on my not, on my uh, notepad. Well, you know what, I, I, I think... feel
1: like we should give you your due and let you go into that.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Well, the the, the first thing I did, uh, is that I, I I I took a panel called "In Defense of the Phantom Menace." Um. Uh, Would you be surprised to, to to find out that of the uh, that uh, um, of the there are four guys who were hosting the defense of *Phantom Menace* panel, uh-huh. and uh, at least three of them have like written books on the topic of why *Phantom Menace* is a good movie. They they, they could not be more prepared to defend *Phantom Menace*, right. and they really didn't defend *Phantom Menace* all that well.
1: Mm. How packed was this panel room?
2: Uh, maybe there are like ten other guys. Uh, there was a woman behind me. She uh, towards the end, she and I just started bitching about uh, Temple of Doom to each other. Mm. <laughs> but I, I love the fact that they they start out by ranking all six of their of their uh, Star Wars the uh, Star Wars movies in, in from 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 uh, from favorite to least favorite. Every single one of them: Phantom Menace, Dead Last.
1: <laughs> okay, bullshit. Here's my thing. I yeah, for, for, for me, for that me kind of episode
2: co- three is apocalyptically bad, in my opinion. That, that, was, that, that, was, that was my personal journey, though. Uh, all
1: right. So, all right, so okay. I got. I, 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 I we're all Star Wars fans here, so I, I got to ask really quickly. What's how do you rate them?
2: Okay, um, five, four, six, two, one, three.
1: That's actually pretty close to what I got. Mm-hmm. I'm five. I'm five, four, six three,
0: one, two. Hmm. hmm. I'd say I'm five, six, four, um, one, three, and two. Hmm. Okay.
3: Hmm. Fair because
0: enough. I fucking hated attack of the clones. So goddamn. Oh, much. I know I do too. That is such a bullshit movie.
2: I know I've said this on other episodes before, but I, I was kind of an apologist for the first two movies. I honestly thought they were okay. And then the third movie just it just broke me. the the, the, ending of, the ending of that film was so hackneyed and stupid that it made me realize just how bad of all it? of the trilogy when, when, when Padme gave birth to Luke and Leia and, and then of kind of decided heart. to die, and the medical droid, the doctor in the house said she died of a broken heart. The pregnant woman who just, who just you know brought two children into this world and has them to live for, says, fuck it, I'm out.
1: Yeah. That
2: seems so insulting to me. Like, I know the Star Wars movies aren't really, like, overflowing with female characters as it is. That, 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 just, that just set me off. Like,
1: Honestly, th- I... Th- there, I were, it... there were
2: a thousand other ways she could have died.
1: You, yeah. could, you
2: could have said, she died in childbirth you know
1: right but that's the thing like in that sort of futuristic society you think they would have figured out ways to prevent that sort of thing happening
2: you think they would figure out ways to prevent a broken heart
1: yeah that too yeah but but, but yeah but also you know i think what lost me in the end was and then, um, and then
2: vader screaming where's my baby where's my baby where's
1: my girl is baby? she all right is she, she, is she safe <sighs> no
0: but no uh, it seems in it's... your anger you killed her
1: no anyway but no the one the part that I, I, awesome I don't was... want to go down this road right now honestly okay. man <laughs> all right well all right yeah we'll just go back to your story so, so
2: yeah that's and this one guy during the panel said well you know the thing about the phantom menace is that like 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 30 percent of the scenes are on are on uh, uh you know physical practical sets that's something right no one ever talks about that you know those waterfalls that poured out of the the capital city that's salt why, why, why does why does no one you know you know uh, 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 prostrate themselves in praise of the salt falls of episode one? Like, wake up, people!
1: We only <laughs> got to see them for ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fairly obvious. Uh,
2: yeah, I guess I'll be moving on now. Just not um, an art piece? What do you want? Hey, here's something. Here's something I I, I finally kicked off the bucket list. Um, I saw my first ever episode of
1: Cowboy Bebop.
0: Oh, right on!
1: I'm clearly not much of an anime fan, am I? Um, it's, it's a hard train to get, up. you gotta find something you like, and yeah. then maybe work your way into other stuff that might be similar. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop, I think, is a great universal mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, get. there's, so. there's really three anime that, you know, if you're not young, uh, well, that's, that's wrong to say, but like, mm-hmm. there's really three gateway anime that a lot of people cite. It's yeah, either, one of them. it's Bebop, it's Dragon Ball Z, and it's Sailor Moon.
1: So um, be glad, I'll stick with Bebop then. Yeah, be, be glad it was Bebop, Sorry, uh, Bebop. Yeah,
2: So um, yeah it was just the first episode I, I mean it, It's still you got, you got What you got the, the hulking cyborg guy Who who thinks that there will be beef In this pile of peppers If he thinks about it hard enough And there's the foxy Latina woman Who's pregnant with drugs um, It's okay you know? And I mean obviously this is a show that uh that was probably the, was it the first major leading performance for uh C Bloom?
1: I think so. Mhm. I think that was his I think that was his big break in the voice acting scene. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And and, 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 th- and so, so thanks to Cowboy Bebop, he he would go on to voice uh the uh Evil Mercenary Companies that I'm probably going to mention in like 10 video games in my story Mode podcast.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> but um uh, oh, yeah, the theme song. Holy fuck, is that one of the greatest theme songs it I've is, ever heard in
1: my life. I will I will go on record and I will say that is the best theme song to an animated series ever. Ever, ever,
3: ever,
1: ever, ever.
2: Uh, well, I was supposed to watch the first four episodes, yeah. but guess what? Hulu crashed at the start of the second... They didn't even bring DVDs. They just... Some guy, like, accessed his Hulu account on a laptop and then left. So, not only did we get to see, you know, five flow from progressive commercials every single episode... Ugh. Like, I never really realized how, how I... I guess I go to conventions to get away from commercials, generally, but... Right. Mm-hmm. And then Hulu crashed, and we couldn't start it again.
1: Oh, Murphy's Laws. And the,
0: and the dude just walked
1: away... Oh, my God. You know, we should... You know, for nerd conventions... When shit goes wrong like that, we should just coin a term, Spoonie's Law, because didn't that same shit happen at oh, yeah. uh, too, uh, too many, many games, games two years ago? Okay,
2: mm-hmm. that, that 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 was pretty amazing actually. I it, what, what, he he was gonna he was he, he was gonna make fun of the uh, that that, that um, Final Fantasy anime live, and like he brought his laptop, which had which had you know, digital copies of all the episodes on it, and the projector wouldn't. It's like there wasn't a projector. He was told there was, so so there was a TV screen. And he couldn't he couldn't uh, you know, connect the laptop to the T V screen, so he had to go out on the floor and ask, Hey, does anyone have a DVD of the Final Fantasy anime? And eventually he did find one. And I'm like, wow, that, that makes me feel so much better about our technical difficulties.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway. So you know what? That's 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 gonna be a new thing. Spoonie's Law. Anytime shit goes wrong at a con mm-hmm. and you have to like run around and find shit, Spoonie's Law. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I like it. I'm sure he'll um, really be happy about that.
2: There, there was a there was a panel called Nostalgia's a Bitch, which lo and behold, I am pretty sure it, it was just uh, it was local uh, um, uh, DC, you know, nerdy podcasters, basically mm-hmm. just kind of doing what we're doing right now. Yep. and uh, I, I uh, when I opened the door, man, if you haven't seen a hulking six foot five, three hundred pound black dude like howl in anguish at the the base betrayal. Of the gem and the holograms trailer, oh, the new one. Yeah, I, I'd recommend you see that if, you, if, you, if, if, if if that's appearing in your area. Oh my
0: god! <laughs> there is there. Like, do you think there might be video of that? Because I want to see that. is supposed to be able to talk through her earrings at Synergy,
2: the Synergy computer who makes holograms, and she's a rock star because that's what the
1: holograms mean. You motherfucker. <laughs>
3: Spare me this animal,
1: it's bullshit! <laughs>
0: oh my god. Oh, oh that is oh glorious. Someone,
1: someone else who shares my pain. <laughs>
0: Yay! I'm so. We're supposed to be a family!
1: Venda yeah. fucking Kiss patient. my ass. Awesome. Alright, so. There, there,
2: there was a, an uh, Asian cinemas uh, panel. Um, I, I went in there like expecting some guys to be talking about Old Boy, but of course I opened the door, and on the screen it's Big Tit Hookers
1: 2009. <laughs> Well, <laughs> did anybody else see the cosplayer dress a, dressed as an issue of busty Asian beauties?
0: Yes. I Legit, mm.
1: Jordan, she's dressed in like a Daisy du- Daisy du- Duke outfit, mm-hmm. right? And she's just holding a poster up in front of her with a giant square cut out of it. And on the front of it, she has written busty Asian beauties and all this. I'm just like...
2: Oh, no, I didn't see that. Oh I, I, I just realized, I said big tit hookers, didn't I? Yes. I'm sorry, I meant big tit zombies.
1: Oh, okay. Oh. Because, you know, that's important. Um, that distinction's
2: and, uh, important. Uh, oh, and, and, and he also has uh, some other, you know, great exploitation classics like Ricky O, The Story of Ricky. Okay. I love, how they, oh, I love yes. how they said that they almost got ejected from the previous con for airing that because they forgot to mention that this was an 18 and older panel. So it defaulted to all ages. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then oh, some wow. children, like, vomit Ooh. all over themselves.
0: Wow. <laughs> that movie is notoriously violent. So, oh, my God. well oh. Wow! So, Holy so, shit. so for this
2: advertised eighteen plus panel, they had to—they still blurred out most of it, just in
1: case. Jesus! Oh god! <laughs> oh
2: my uh, god! So what else happened? Oh, um, let's see here. Um, oh, they also had some Bollywood films, and so they—they they, oh. they, had—they had—they had basically the the Bollywood version of Aladdin. And man, uh, the, the 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 excerpt was essentially the Bollywood version of the "You've Never Had a Friend Like Me" song of the genie, you know, with a with a bevy of uh, of, of harem uh, backup dancers now just that singing mentioned... about how awesome he is.
0: Now that you mention it, I kind of want to see that.
2: Uh, real quick, though, uh, there's an interesting thing that happened uh, that I had noticed um, with this movie. Like every so, of course, it's it's Bollywood, so it's in you know Hindi, right? Mm-hmm. Every third sentence is spoken English. And I actually raised my hand and asked about that, and he said, "Oh, well, there's also there's also a couple sentences of Korean in there as well." And so it's, like, it's, it's something that it's something that um, that's that's, po- that's popular in a lot of uh, Asian cultures is that it's it's very uh, it's considered very um, educated, very very refined if you just speak another language in the middle of your conversations. Hmm. I mean, I, I actually I can think of a, of a few like yeah, like, you know... like, like J-pop songs that have like choruses in English. I mean, hell. Um, uh K- K-pop style. song, like, Gundam Style, has the the chorus is English. Hey, yeah. sexy lady, uh-uh, it's gandam Style, and I I never really thought of that before. I mean, like, what what, uh, you know, what would happen if I was given a review of something and half of it was in Spanish? Would you say like, wow, my respect for Jordan it just goes higher and higher every day, <laughs> or or would you think that I was like making fun of Lady Gaga or something? <laughs>
1: It's a tough distinction. Like I'd have to actually watch the inflection <laughs> behind it. But yeah, it's it, I weave between the two.
0: Yeah. It's, I uh, mean, it, it's very that, common. Like
1: um Yeah, now that you think about it. Yeah, now that I think about it, like Gangnam Style is like the most at least the most popular version of like what that's like what like 2 billion yeah. hits on YouTube let me go ahead mm-hmm. and
0: throw you out a more obscure like you know example of that sure if you listen to like J-Rock and you're an ex-Japan fan a lot of their songs do much the same thing where they'll do like mm-hmm. the chorus and then they'll do the verse mm-hmm. like the chorus will be in Japanese and then the verse will be in English hmm. for whatever I, reason
2: I have a, I have an ex-Japan song on Rock Band I don't remember what it's called it's, it's entirely in English
0: well, yeah, there are exceptions to that, yeah. but a lot of their earlier work did that. Uh, anyway, okay. fair
2: enough. Um, I got a, a truckload more Pop Vinyl figures.
0: Oh yeah, any any good ones?
2: Um, sh- you know, clearly, you know, someone someone from uh, from Sony said to, to Mr. Pop Vinyl, "Hey, there's nothing on earth that could possibly make Sackboy Boy from Little Big Planet cuter." And Mr. Pop Vinyl was like, "I accept your challenge." So I have a Pop Vinyl Sackboy. Boy. Nice. It looks amazing. I did that see turns that It turns my eyes to gumdrops.
1: It is, it is awesome, <laughs> I will admit. The one pop the one pop uh, was a Popco vinyl figure. Mm-hmm. The one I want the most is of Jack Burton from Big Drum mm-hmm. Little China. Oh, I want that so bad. I want it before it'll become yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
2: Yeah, I heard about that. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. Move on. Yeah, moving on. Um, okay, so we already mentioned uh, the the interviews that we have had. There were two interviews I wanted to land uh, that, that we we couldn't. Uh, one was uh, Phil Lamarr.
1: Oh yeah. And
2: man, I've uh, gosh, I've again. That's the guy I could probably talk to for like four hours mm-hmm. just on, on his voice acting work alone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was looking forward to to, to saying to, 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 to asking him because I only recently speaking of bucket lists, I only recently saw Pulp Fiction all the way through. Oh, yeah. And I would well, I, have, I finally get that joke from uh, Mad TV's Gum Fiction, starring Phil Lamar. Not again! It's... I finally get that. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> I mean, I,
2: I've seen I've seen uh, like clips uh, uh, of you know, other videos. You will use clips of um, of John Travolta disintegrating that guy's head in the, in the backseat of his car. Mm-hmm. I recently learned that's that's Phil Lamar.
1: Did you Did you know that that wasn't the original outcome of that? Uh, no. Yeah. Fun fact: In the original version of the script. The gun goes off, but Mm. hits him in the throat. So He's just, like, sitting there gurgling to death, and he just, like, finally just puts him out of his misery and blows his head off.
2: Ah. That's very kind of John Travolta. (laughs) Um, I kind of want to ask Phil and what exactly was Marvin's gang's plan, exactly? It's like, uh, uh, so those four guys were, like, ostensibly working for Marcellus, and then one day they up and stole his soul, like, yanked it out of the back of his head or something, Something and put put it in the suitcase... And then hung out at one, of their apart- at one of their apartments. One of them went out for burgers. And they had, like, one weapon. One guy had a desert eagle. And they gave that to the guy with the, dem- the most demonstrably worse aim.
1: Yeah, and then
2: just, what? They, they just, just sat there and, waited, waited, for, and waited for um, Samuel L. Jackson to come and kill them. Like, what, what was the extent of their plan?
1: <laughs> you, I mean, you look at those guys and you can tell. Like, what was it? I, I remember reading the actual script for Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. That seems like when they walk when you, you like Vincent, uh, Vincent and Jules walk in, is like four guys who are obviously in over their heads. Mm. That's the, like the very first line of description for them. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah, it seems about right. Yeah. seeing the film.
2: Well, no. anyway, uh, the the other guy I wanted to interview was uh, Mr. George Newbern. And looking back on it, maybe it's a good thing I didn't get a chance to interview him. Um, I got I, I Like, I don't want to. You know, far be it for me to speak on behalf of somebody else. I feel like he did not want to be there. I went to his booth. There was no one in line. You know, he, was, he was there sitting in front, in front of a banner that had Superman on it from the you know, the, the, the Justice League uh, Unlimited Superman.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I asked him to do interviews, and I just, I just felt like his heart wasn't in it. Um, and then, of course, I, I, mean, I was a little... I, well, let's just face facts here. I wanted to talk about Theodore Rex. Now, I was going to phrase this in a respectful way, I was going to ask him if it's true that you know, unlike most voice acting in which the voice actors do the you know perform the lines first and then the animators move the lips around the audio track mm-hmm. in Theodore Rex which if you're if you're blessed enough not to know is a live action um uh um it was a uh, directed directed video movie starring Whoopi Goldberg and a animatronic dinosaur in a far flung future in which there are Clothed English-speaking dinosaurs. Oh my
0: god, I remember that movie.
2: Commiserating with with uh, with humanity, and there's it's a it's like a G or PG-rated movie, and yet it's about a murder a murder mystery and a potential genocide, you know, for kids. And so, <laughs> genocide so yeah, so yeah, the, the so the 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 the, the very ABC's dinosaurs like dinosaur, the titular character is voiced by George Newbern. And I think it was his first ever voice acting gig, and I feel like in in this movie. They had like the motor running on the flapping mouth just constantly, so the so the dinosaurs going bam 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 in the scenes, and I'm guessing it, then George had to come in later and make noises to fill out all the the torturously long scenes. So I'm assuming that's how that worked. I guess I was going to ask like that. Is like is is, is that is that, a, is that a you know a non-classical uh, way to voice act? But then here I am, you know. Here, I, no, but, but, but still, I'm the asshole bringing up Theodore Rex. So, maybe it's glad that he that he's uh, that I didn't that I did not land this interview. Uh, and his IDB page clearly, he's a lot more interested in live action work.
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think the first film I remember seeing him in was like Father of the Bride. You know, that's Steve mm-hmm. Martin play. Yeah, he was the son in law from that movie. Okay, that, yes, I mean, so, so. that's the first thing I remember. And he was in Wings. Mm-hmm. It was a bunch of other So
2: shows. so many uh, TV dramas from like the last twenty years. Yeah. Uh, As like what's like one shot roles. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, unlike like every other voice actor whose IMDb pages I've ever I've ever uh, trawled through. Yeah, he's a lo- he's a lot more interested in live action work, and it's it, and I can tell this because, uh, really, okay, if if by if, if Mr. Newborn, if you're listening, if you want to have a a better time at these nerd conventions, there's one e- one easy thing you need to do. Instead of just advertising that you were Superman, advertise that you are Sephiroth from Kingdom Hearts. Why did he not? Why did he not have a boombox over his head blaring One Winged Angel the entire convention? Like, Wait. why? Why would you not own that man?
1: Wait, I'm sorry. He was he
0: was Sephiroth from Kingdom in Hearts? in Kingdom
2: Hearts. Wait, the, the only time Sephiroth has ever had a voice, he he has been that voice.
0: I was gonna uh, ask, but that's right. He didn't no. talk in Advent Children. Yes, so. he did. It, he ta- He had like one line so yeah and it was hello cloud it was like a throwaway line so yeah pretty much
1: so um interesting I did not I, I honestly I did not know that that's actually yeah you that know is, now now I'm sad because that would have <laughs> been that would have been a point of contention I would have talked about is like like how do you how do you prepare for a voice role where there's been no previous voice work done and
0: it's such an iconic character mm-hmm. exactly how, do you, how do you come up with a voice for that oh my god like you know well, well, dang it! Well, right. maybe, maybe in the future, George.
2: Okay, last thing I want to mention about Saturday, um, I I decided to give the sci-fi speed dating a shot because they they had like tw- twelve different different uh, uh, runs of that. So of course, and I the got signs
1: to... were everywhere. So of
2: course, I go down and ask and inquire about that, and they said we're not accepting any more male participants. <laughs> we need like fifty five more more ladies. Before we allow another male participant, and they'll say they did not get fifty-five more more nope. ladies.
1: Too many dicks on the dance floor.
2: Uh, is anyone surprised, really? Nope. No, 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 no. Yeah, you, 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 you might you might as well start you know looking you know, trying to pick up women at a rush concert. Jeez. I've been talking way too
1: long. Clearly, clearly. Uh, okay. okay come no, on, back. I'm sorry. I just got that image in my
3: head.
1: <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! All right, I think with that we're gonna take a break. All right, stay tuned for this. Co- stay tuned for this commercial. Hi again,
2: folks. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Did you know that this episode is brought to you by Casper Studios and Think Geek. Go to Studios.com slash Think Geek and click through to shop for everything from Enterprise Pizza Cutters to Sonic Screwdrivers. They really work. This helps the studio. It doesn't cost you any extra. So bookmark and go to Caswavestudios.com slash Think Geek and get your nerd on today. That's Studios.com slash
1: Think. Back. So Jordan brought up while we were over while we were having a break. This now, uh, the two other titles for this episode. I know I said we'd probably wait till later, Jordan, but honestly, let's bring them up now because we're coming right off that conversation anyway. Okay. So the uh, so I'll let you go with the first one.
2: Was uh, well, you you wanted you uh, wanted to frame uh, the phrase "liquid snake in the bathroom."
1: Yeah, that would be the second title, and let me <laughs> let me explain that. So. At this convention hall, there are there were at least three or four bathrooms, two on each end. They even go in twos or fours. I think I, I, I honestly have to look at the place again before. I, but long story short, the sectioned off area behind the the guest panels, I mean the guest booths, there were two, there was a bathroom, right? Yes. And so it was about I don't know, like about a, a good three hundred feet away. So we have to like somebody would have to be there watching the equipment so that somebody could go to the bathroom, right? So I walk, I walk out of the, I walk out of the bathroom, I'm sorry, I walk to the bathroom, and as I walk in, Cam Clark is there washing his hands, and he acknowledges, and he he's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, I was like, did Liquid Snake just say what up to me in the bathroom? Did this just happen? <laughs> Interesting point to that story. I'm coming out of the stall to wash my hands, and who else walks in? Casper Van Dien. Wow. I was like, Johnny Rico, and I'm like literally trying to wash my hands, but the sink won't work. No, I'm sorry. The sink worked, but the soap dispenser wouldn't work, so I stepped one away from him, and I was like, soap. Soap wouldn't work. I had to move another one. I'm like, god damn it. And I'm just like, I'm like, like, it's like, should I say something? Should I not say something? What is the protocol to talking to celebrities in the bathroom?
0: Just don't be a dick and just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just...
2: It was it was awkward. It's not the ideal forum to start no. to start gushing about the uh, no. uh, about
0: their canon of work. <laughs> I loved Starship Torch*. I have poop on my fingers. Please, you know, like <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was awkward. Like, real don't, awkward. Yeah, don't do mm-hmm. that. It was real awkward. If like, I, you know, I, d- I didn't, if it makes you feel any better, like yeah, no, no, I'm just like if, if anybody's listening and they're trying to like maybe yeah. do what we do, don't do that. That's just a tip. Like you know, wait until they're out of the bathroom and they at mm-hmm. least have to. Freaking hands
2: dry. Long story short, it's been, like, almost 20 years since I played Metal Gear Solid for the first time. And I and I I, and I noticed these characters' names Solid Snake and Liquid Snake and said to myself, I gotta make a poop joke out of those names at some point in my life. I just have to <laughs> before I die. Yep. And 20 years later, here we are.
0: Fantastic. Th- th-
2: th- thank you for this opportunity, Colin.
1: Anyway, so this... The third title, the third possible title was Jordan. I'll let you have this.
2: Uh, I believe that was Are You Star Wars or something. Yep. Uh, well, Are the, You the, Star
3: Wars?
0: The, or the story something?
2: of Are You Star Wars or something is first we have to mention the story of of a friend of the uh, to uh, Studios, uh, Steve Spidey Steve Custer, who uh, who joined us on Sunday. Uh, he was more Winter Soldiery Steve than Spidey Steve.
0: Mm-hmm. But, you got to um, you got to change it up. Mm-hmm. Which, gotta... by the way, he looked freaking. He Spot was. On. He was.
1: He was definitely. I mean, obviously his hair was shorter, but I mean, he was definitely rocking the Winter Soldier look.
2: Mm-hmm. And um, if he were here I'm, uh, today, I'm sure he would like to uh, mention how how appropriate it is that the word Winter is in the name of that character. Because when you cosplay as him, it's best to stay away from the warmer months. Yes. He was wearing like what. Three leather coats,
0: three. He, th- he had, was wearing and so and a turtleneck.
1: Many yeah, for, for for those of you who, who yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to see that. There are pictures of this online, but you don't understand the complexity of this costume because he was wearing he was wearing Under Armour, so he's wearing like a spandex layer, which I guarantee by the end of the day was like stuck to him. Yes, mm. it was, it was I,
2: I felt dehydrated just looking at him. Yeah, I know,
1: right? <laughs> it was he was wearing that. And then he was wearing a turtleneck on top of that, a wool turtleneck. Yeah, it table. was. I was like, "Are you fucking serious?" Right, and it gets it gets worse. He's wearing this at least inch thick leather vest thing. Mm-hmm.
2: It's it's like he had a leather harness, then a leather vest, then a leather jacket, and the cyborg arm was like uh, duct tape over leather. It was like
1: three separate pieces of like all connected to his arm, and I was like, and under that how... he had
0: a, he had another spandex sleeve under that. Yeah, he
1: had another spandex sleeve on top of the spandex sleeve under that. I was just like, how have you not passed out yet?
2: Hmm. It's really really no wonder all these superhero types are just so athletic. They kind of have to be in order to survive. Yeah,
1: I
0: know, right? I mean, on top of that, he was wearing a mask, too, that covered up, like, his... I mean,
1: by the end of the day, he was so flush, and you could tell that he had sweated out about 90% of the liquid in his body. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I kept hydrated. I'm like, uh... Nature? (laughs) Nature is proving otherwise there, Steve. But... Mm -hmm. I salute him. That is mm-hmm. that is without a doubt the most yeah. that is the most dedication I've mm. seen to cosplay in a long time.
2: The only cosplay costume I have is of course Doctor Strange and that's like that's you know, comfortable slacks, a, a poofy pirate shirt basically, and then you have the cloak. Oh, and the cloak the cloak can be uncomfortable, but I can easily part the cloak mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I then it's then I'm I'm breezy.
3: Yeah, right.
1: On.
2: So I can't I can't even fathom. Nope. Right?
1: I can't either. That's, I can't do it. I can. F- fortunate, fortunate, fortunately for
2: me, I, I, don't ha- I don't have anywhere near the figure to cosplay as like any male character I can name, mm. other than other than Silent Bob or the Blob. High five! High five. Yeah.
0: Woo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Fat brothers.
0: I kinda... powers activate.
1: Yeah. Form of a steak and cheese sandwich.
0: Form of anyway. a bag of freedom. So, yeah,
2: we were, so then as we were leaving uh, the convention, um, there was a homeless woman who uh, who uh, uh, inquired if Steve was Star Wars or something.
1: Not, were you in Star Are you playing somebody from Star Wars? You're Star Wars or something. Are you Star Wars or something? And he was like, yeah, I'm Star Wars. <laughs> and then he would just walk away. Yeah. Because we were just like, no, I, I'm sorry, the day has been too long. I don't have the time yeah. or the patience. <laughs> that's me, girl. To ex- Star Wars to explain the intricacies of this character to you. I just don't. I, I
2: felt bad because I distinctly remember her asking me for a quarter, like nine hours before when we were going to the convention the first time. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: right.
0: I was just kind of like, I don't know, when he was walking around in DC, I was just like, oh my god. Like, I just, it, it was so cool because, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, "Oh my god, it's like the movie."
2: I sure hope the cops can see that orange tip of the, uh, the uh, of yeah, my assault rifle. Yeah,
0: that was I was that was a
1: little worrying. I do remember that morning. He calls me at like eight a.m. He's like, "Hey, not to be a dick, but can you come pick me up?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I just walked out of my house and I freaked a load of people out because you know I've got like guns and a metal arm here." I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll come get you." So I had to go get him. <laughs> Okay, well, apparently
2: that movie just wasn't popular enough now
1: was it I don't know <laughs> what can you ask of people just go <laughs> see movies please fund the economy you selfish pricks <laughs> anyway so a couple other things uh, so I, I think honestly we've talked about everything we want to talk about mm-hmm. from Awesome yeah. I'm mm-hmm. going back next year no doubt about it absolutely this mm-hmm. year uh, is it just me or are they just moving it up this, this next year it's in June like mm-hmm. First weekend in June, which hey, fine with me, because June is usually a sparse month for it, us. It's certainly as weird to see conventions dance around the calendar like that. Yeah, I think it's just because that particular convention center gets a lot of business, mm-hmm. so they have to go with what's available, okay. which makes sense. But so, right, getting away from that con, uh, I want to talk about what do we want to talk about? I think we want to talk. There was um, The Bowl, maybe. Oh Uva, Uva Bowl.
2: Well, if you guys have had, have, have had trouble pronouncing his name, don't worry—you won't have to anymore.
1: <laughs> Yay. Yay! Hooray! That's for those of you who haven't heard. Uva Bowl is—he's no. Apparently, this is now. Mind you, this is basically just coming off of a YouTube video where he—he's basically sulking over the fact that his rampage three kickstarter has failed and i and Aww. i <laughs> right. poor poor guy <laughs> well i'm just i i was anybody really surprised over that though I, fuck no i mean you know i i want to
2: say that that you know n- you know ha- having plumbed the depths of humanity as deeply as i have i should feel like there are enough people enough uh people out there who want to see more hilariously horrible movies and are actually willing to to, to, to swing five bucks this guy's way. But on the other hand, I feel like the, he's not it's not like he's the only guy making horrible movies. I mean, as long as we have the asylum, I think we'll be good.
1: Well, and that's the other thing is that we like when we see hilariously bad movies, it's just like people's like first attempts at them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like James Nguyen. James Nguyen is a perfect example of that. Oh yeah, Birdemic, and then he did Birdemic too, and we were all just like, it's "Really?" Like, well,
2: well, he 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 understands the joke now, and therefore it's no
1: longer funny. Exactly. Uva Bowl. It's just like he had studios paying him hand over fist to make movies. As as like tax
2: breaks for the for the German income tax law loophole, I don't, something I, or other. Something I, I, like
1: that. I, it's just. All, all I know is that f- fairly recently he had a he had a Kickstarter campaign going for Rampage Three, and um, let's see. let me see if I can find oh here we go Rampage Three No Mercy by Uva Bowl, okay and it was a Kickstarter campaign let me actually it might actually mm-hmm. still be live let me yeah, I,
2: I'd also say that you know video game uh, fans are kind of sick of this guy for making such a mockery out of so many other. Some of the other uh, you know, great, you know, great franchises. Like I, I know people who are amazed that there even was a Far Cry Three after the Far Cry movie. Yeah. And right. Far Cry Three ended up being such such a great, you know, such a great game.
1: Yeah. Let me let me put it this way: Rampage Three, No Mercy. I'm looking at this this mm-hmm. picture. I'm looking at the Kickstarter campaign page right now. Mm-hmm. It is still active. It's got 30 hours left. Right. Wow. 30 hours left. So act now. 30. You're right. 30 hours <laughs> left. It. And I'm not going to lie, this first, this picture in the front of it, it, is it just me or does that look like a picture of the Baltimore riots? Oh. Well, you
2: know, he, he has, you see, that's the thing is that he's not, um, it's not like he exclusively makes video game movies. He actually, uh, has tried to be topical, which is why he did a Occupy Wall Street movie in which, uh, in which the, the brother from Prison Break, uh basically jackhammers a bunch of CPAs on Wall Street with an assault rifle.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, so this, it, it, like it, I said, this is just me saying, I just saw that picture, and uh-huh. I just saw that picture, and tell uh-huh. me, does that, does...
2: Uh, I wouldn't put it past you, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so, it's, just, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, I, I hope it's a cop. It would be hard it's for just, me to say no. Yeah, It's a, it, it looks like, it, it looks like a cop jacked out in full, uh-huh. full body armor and holding a newsie. Or at least I think that's an Uzi. Yeah. I think it's an Uzi. Okay. So, anyway, it says, be part of the action as we raise the final amount needed to fund the explosive conclusion to Uva Bowls acclaimed Rampage trilogy. I, I was just like, okay. I know some people who like the first Rampage, I've seen
2: it. You know, te- technically, it's a pretty well-made movie. You feel like the guy's, the guy's learning it, how to point a camera and stuff. But the, the premise is just so ugly and dark. It's not fun,
1: well, and that's the thing it's that's that's where i like I look at rampage and, like if I want to see a movie like that and I want to laugh at it, I'll mm-hmm. watch Feast. because I can laugh at feast. I can't laugh at rampage he, he did you
2: he did a Vietnam movie like called Tunnel Rats or something, yeah, I'm like, dude you're you know i don't I don't go to Uva Bowl cinema to 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 expect Oliver Stone. I'm sorry, I don't no. Um, Go to it, to see it, stupid shit. what was that movie that he about a serial killer who has killed 666 people is that called seed or
1: something I don't know. I, you're asking you're asking the wrong guy I'm like, As, man, I've this seen is, like maybe one I know
2: or you're two German and everything but lighten up man <laughs> yeah. you know,
0: well, I, I, so it's funny because on the flip side you look at like broken lizard and they made like way past their goal in a day well and it's so, like well the difference is Written on the wall there. I I
2: wasn't even that big a
1: fan of Super Troopers. It's still fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's still something, like, you could gather your friends to go see. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's... Well, and here's the thing. It's just, like, he's made so many legitimately bad films. People are just kind of tired of his shit. Right, and that's the thing. It's just, like, that's the reason why studios aren't backing him anymore. Mm -hmm. He has to go to... Can you fucking blame them? No.
2: And, dear God, when he tries to do a comedy, well, then we get Postal, or then we get... Blood Rain reshot with an overweight woman in the lead.
1: Fun. Yeah. Well, the reason I bring this up is because okay, again, this this Kickstarter campaign has only got 30 hours left on it. And they needed to make 55,795, let's say 55,794 euros I guess to finish, mhm, or whatever. They've only made 31,847. You know what? That's so
2: not even a tenth
1: no, what no, they no. They're they're about two thirds their goal. Thirty-one thousand
2: okay, eight hundred seventy-four. So... Oh, oh, I thought you said. Th- I thought you said. I'm sorry. No, you're Here fine. Don't go. worry about
1: it. I, so, That's... he apparently put he put out two videos. I think it was two days ago. Yeah. And it's, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and just play this one for you, and just see. Tell me what you think. So this one is this one. I, I'm not going to lie to you. The title of this video is called "Fuck You All." I'm not even kidding. So that should at least give you some indication of how he feels about this. Ooh, edgy. Ooh.
0: I'm going to go home and listen to my Linkin Park albums. Ugh, fuck you guys. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Anyway. Hang on. He tried so here. hard. And got so far. but In the end? Didn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Dude, um, dude. <do>, <laughs> so Overball, and uh, that is the last update. We have only four days to do.
2: Oh, hang on. Oh, he, he walked out of the video.
0: <laughs> that dick. <laughs> yeah, what? Well, fuck that guy.
1: With the Rampage campaign. And that was my third campaign now. Uh, after Postal 2 failed, after Indigo Go for Rampage 3 failed. And now Kickstarter failed too. And uh, basically, my message is fuck yourself. Because that is so fucking absurd, what retarded amateur idiots collecting money on that absurd website, you know? We get approached by people like Kickstarter, do it, do it, and you have hundreds of thousands of people contacting you to make a fast dime to Uh say... Anyway, I don't don't even think I need to finish that, because he's basically just sulking over the fact that no one wants to watch another bullshit film he makes. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's just like, okay, yeah, your fans are putting up the money, and yeah, you're not gonna get it because guess what? You didn't make enough. Sorry, Uva.
2: Yeah. I feel like the word retard actually sounds uglier when you say it with a German accent.
1: Mm. I'll agree with you on that. (sighs) I mean, I don't I don't understand what his problem is. It's like if you fail one campaign, okay fine. You fail two campaigns, that should be an indicator that maybe people don't want to see what you're putting out and then to do a third campaign and the campaign not even be over yet and you basically tell everybody because that's the thing the Ooh, people who are going to yeah. see the people who are going to see this are either a people who've contributed to your project or b people who might contribute to your project cuz they have to be fans of yours to see this shit
0: and you say fuck you all
1: I, that is a mitigating factor right there
0: like what is what's wrong with him I mean, maybe he thinks that reverse psychology would work, but...
1: Well, it didn't. I...
0: He's obviously <laughs> not
1: going to make that money.
2: <laughs> what do you think? Thou hast offended me, sir. I shall be giving my $5 to those folks from Rare who are making an iguana and a bat game. Goodbye.
0: Yes. Yeah, throw your money to that. Yeah. Please. Just, Seriously,
1: it's just like... Like, the first... First thing, I, honestly, I'm not going to lie, the first thing I heard when I heard about this, his Kickstarter, I was like, he's making a, there's a Rampage 3.
0: He's making another movie? I was like, I didn't like, even, he,
1: I didn't even know there was a Rampage I didn't even 2. know he was still
0: around.
1: I was dimly aware there was a Rampage 2.
2: I n- did not go out of my way to see it.
1: Yeah. Well, that should explain all that. I mean, so, I, I mean, really, what else can you like? Apparently, in this, the, that was just the first video he put out. Apparently, the second video, he's like going off on just Hollywood in general. I'm just like, and you're burning what bridges that might pull you back? Yeah, keep
0: digging that grave, Ruva. Seriously, like...
1: I mean, whatever. You know what? It's he obviously doesn't give it. I mean, he, like literally, says like I've made enough money mm-hmm. I can just play golf the rest of my life. I, like, I'm, I'm sure well,
2: he. Knows, I, on, I'm, you... I'm sure he knows what he's doing. He is a doctor. Mm-hmm.
0: If you've made enough money, then why the fuck is this even an issue?
2: Oh,
0: oh no, he's made know.
1: enough money to live off of the rest of his life. He doesn't want the, he doesn't want to cut into his own profits to fucking finance this. All right, well, Brian, don't ask questions. You can't do that. Just you'll you'll go crazy.
0: Yeah, I guess so. You know what's funny? But die on the sword for your art, man. Come the fuck on. Well, and this
1: sort of points out something. Like a even major if it's difference. She,
0: it's your art. Yeah, but, but here's
1: I, the thing. This points out a, a key difference in filmmakers. Like take somebody like Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau's work is universally just god awful. M- it's not great, and it's constantly mocked, right? But yet he hasn't stopped making material, no. even though God knows we'd like him to.
3: Ooh.
0: I mean you know but God, I mean but God, has, God bless him he thinks he has an actual shot at winning an Emmy this year. Hey you know what and you know what? Yeah.
1: For your consideration, the neighbors for Emmy.
0: For your consideration, huh? Huh?
1: <laughs> you know anyway. But it's, but and so you look at that, and again, it's it's constant it's a constant barrage of he's getting he's getting his his, his life's work at this point basically dumped on, yet he hasn't stopped. Hasn't stopped, won't stop. Yet, Uva Bowl has a couple failed Kickstarter campaigns. It's like it's not even like oh, it's a, it's like it's a failed
0: campaign.
1: What do you do? Well, is
0: the movie gonna live or die by this campaign? Like, are, is it not gonna be able to be made if this campaign fails? Or are you just simply going like, hey guys, you know we need a little extra to be able to finish this movie? How much of this movie is fucking shot?
1: I was gonna say if you seriously you know, were able to shoot Rampage three. On fifty-five thousand euros, then seriously, if you can't make that much, then just stop. Please, just stop.
2: <laughs> just no. I mean, when when James Cameron is like physically unable to make a movie with less than two hundred million, and he can at least at, at least crank out something with like a, for like a hundred thousand. Yeah. You still have a chance. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah.
1: Exactly. It's just like it's not the end of the world. But yet he's just like you know, fuck all of you. I just. He's fucking bullshit. You, you retarded. I'm just like, oh. Well, he's not realizing. it sounded a
2: lot like Tommy Wiseau right there. I know. That's that, a, right? I,
1: can't, I can't do it. <laughs> they betray me, I, and I don't care anymore. They betrayed me, and I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just I listen to the voice in that. Listen to the voice in that video and tell me it doesn't sound like Tommy Wassell. Yeah. I mean. I'm sorry. It's just I don't know what it is. It's just now I'm every just European accent just melds into that. I'm sorry. Now, the. um, But, yeah, it's. So, yeah. Uber Bowl, Big Cry Baby.
0: How are you... Can, seriously, how are you going to tell fuck you to the... We've already separated the people who have seen his shit and said, Oh, that sucks. I'm not watching it again. Obviously, there's still an audience somehow. Right, and these are the and people he's, he's shitting and on. And he's shitting on that audience. I'm like, dude, fuck you. Like, come on.
1: Anyway, so let's move on like from it, that. So, hey, apparently mm-hmm. Australia's trying to... Uh, to get Put Johnny j- Depp in jail?
2: Yes, they are. I I I, I assume. I th- 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 this news broke like two weeks ago, and I guess I haven't I haven't uh, checked up on it. But I just still it just tickled me when I uh, when I booted up my my computer at work, and the homepage was MSN, and that was like front page news. Yes. And I just I had to know more because I'm like um I'm, yeah, yeah he's like yeah you know Lone Ranger was pretty bad, but does it really deserve jail time? Well, no, <laughs> it's it's not that. It's not you know thinking that all you need uh, uh, that. That you just put a dead bird on your head and bam, you're Native American. But, uh... <laughs> Alright, so... So apparently, uh, he's filming... Mr. Depp is filming the fifth Pirates movie in Australia right now. Oh, is that what he's on trial for? Uh, well, well yeah, I'm getting there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah. Let
0: him speak, Colin. Oh,
2: Jeez. Um, oh, man. Um, it, it it's, it's just occurred to me just how bad those Pirates movies have been. Uh, okay, so, yeah, um... So he brought his two dogs. He's got little little corgis. You know, your, 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 you know I guess every actor have, has to have two dogs You can fit into a purse. It's just it's just the law there or something. And so he didn't declare that he, had, he was bringing, you know, live fauna into Australia. And if you don't know anything about Australia, well, they have kind of a thing against this. Like, uh, there was, what was it, a hundred and some years ago... Someone brought cane toads into Australia, and they almost died in a flood of uh, drowned in a flood of frogs, and that they they were able to bounce back long enough to nearly drown in a flood of rabbits. Like fifty years later, um, yeah, the 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 plague the the uh, the roiling ocean of rabbits that was Australia uh, inspired uh, Hollywood to make a movie about giant killer rabbits starring Bones from Star Trek.
1: Wait, which one? Night of the Lepus. No, 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 I mean which bones from Star
3: Trek?
2: The forest, Kelly. Okay. It was, it was the seventies, do I think Carl Urban was available at the time. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah. So the, the ecosystem of Australia is a little fragile Al, compared to most. So um,
0: you would think that there's so, enough shit in Australia to like.
2: So so just bringing in two dogs it. and the the potentiality that they would might escape and uh, and and brew a a tidal wave of corgis is, or, or whatever the hell the dogs those were, oh, was, was, enough that, death. was enough that, yeah, the 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 Prime Minister of Australia has been campaigning for Johnny Depp's imprisonment for at least 10 years. Yeah. Or do- a fine, they'll probably they'll probably go for the fine, but I mean, it, still. it honestly
1: makes sense, it's apparently, well apparently the dogs have been sent back, the dogs have been sent back, but Johnny okay. Depp is still in the country, so. All
2: right. But I'm just well, like, what? What is? This is first. First, you give us Mad Max Four, and then you attempt to throw Johnny Depp in jail. Australia has just been doing us so many favors lately. I, I feel like I, <laughs> I need to send them a gift basket or something.
1: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. joy, geez.
2: Also, also Yahtzee's uh, lives there, so it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just a wonderful country all around, really. I mean, I do, a- and it's been raining spiders for a little while, but
1: oh god. Yeah. I like the first time I saw that shit. I don't, if anybody who hasn't seen this, just Google Australia raining spiders, and you'll see this. And I, I
2: no, the, 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 there's a picture of a of a lovely you know snow capped countryside. That's not snow.
1: And what is it's it? It's spiders. spiders. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> nightmare fuel. Exactly. Ugh, and I the, can't the, the, even stand uh, one spider anywhere near me. That makes my skin crawl. To imagine hundreds of thousands of them enveloping my body—it's just
0: like ugh. not to mention all the other crap in Australia that's trying to kill you. It's, it's like, like holy there's shit. There's an article man. I read
2: that clearly the, the Australians are just are just used to to nature trying to kill them because all, all of all of the like the citizens they've interviewed just sound so nonplussed that the sky opened up and uh, a tear into the spider dimension opened up in their country.
0: hey, uh, you know what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? It's, also- uh, it's
2: Tuesday.
1: It's
0: Australia. Hey, at
1: least it's not rabbits, am I right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on, Jack. It's it's Australia. Do you like my Chinatown reference there?
2: I uh, oh, that's what that was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't very good.
1: Well, apparently, this forget is, it, Jack. It's Australia. <laughs> apparently, they were. Apparently, Australia gave Johnny Depp an ultimatum. Either he had to get the dogs out of the country by Saturday, or they were going to put them to death. What the fuck? Well, I mean, Brian. They, they. I mean, I, I don't agree with it, but from a from a law standpoint, they are two unquarantined animals that were illegally brought into the country. They do technically have the, right, the law. According to their law system, they have the right to do that. I don't agree with it.
0: No. no. Well, again,
1: the puppies are gone, so good, it's
0: good. Good. Johnny Depp saved the puppies. Um, well,
1: what's oh, God, what is his? It's Tony something. I can't remember the guy's name. Tony. Uh, Abbott? Tony. That dude is a fucking asshole. He is. And not just for this. I mean, there's a hundred different other reasons. Watch, uh, watch Last Week Tonight with John Oliver if you want to know some of the others. But he is, he is a tool of the highest degree. But I just... Ugh. 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 Anyway. So yeah, the rock's gonna be Jack Burton in the new uh, in the reboot of Le- A Big Trouble in Little China.
2: I'm somewhat afraid that in this in this version of the story, Jack Burton might gasp and horror be the hero of the story. Wow, that would suck.
1: Mm-hmm. Because he wasn't the hero in the that,
2: that, original that's, that, version. That's, how, that's, that's the, the cute thing about the original movie is he's not uh, the obviously, hero. Obviously, you know. Uh, um, Obviously, on the posters, Jack Burton is is a freaking towering figure, just stomp, basically st- stomping all over Chinatown. And, but, it, but in the film, he's the sidekick of of Egg Shen. He has like no reason to even
1: really be there. Well, I was gonna say, like
2: the hero. Uh, I think they like someone stole his truck or something.
1: No, it, yeah, the it honestly, the hero in that film is Wang Chi. because mm-hmm. his his girlfriend. Was oh, oh, oh yes,
2: yes, that's right. Egg Shen is like the Obi Wan of when like, yeah. she's Luke. Yeah, yeah,
1: and, and basically Jack Burton is the Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, that, that's that's perfect. Yeah, I can totally see that. There you go. Totally. And Kim Cattrall is their Chewbacca. <laughs> I wish there was a better analogy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only very, le- only like less hairy.
2: Hmm.
1: Wow. I think. <laughs> anyway,
2: so. And Crow T-Robot from MST 3K wanted to bang Kim Cattrall so badly, I, I can't even describe it, guys.
1: <laughs> I mean, 1980s Kim Cattrall, maybe? Uh, now? No. 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 Mm. Oh, God. Uh, so, okay, so, but yeah, it's, why are they... Is Hollywood really that far out of ideas that they're going to reboot Big Trouble in Little China? I'm
2: hey. I'm of a I'm of a mindset that if you absolutely possibly need to remake something, remake something that like isn't a gold standard classic, it may be a film that's kind of a cult hit, and and then 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 you actually have room to improve. Like you know the the there's the holy trilogy of of like the goofus and gallon of remakes, and that of course is John Carpenter's the thing. Which so which so few people realize is a remake of a of a movie from the 1950s called mm-hmm. The Thing from Another World. Yeah, and the the, the the 1950s movie it's it's actually not too bad. I mean it's 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 a um, it's a product of its time. It's it's kind of hokey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the there's a giant there's one giant rampaging monster in an ugly rubber suit mm-hmm. who's on screen for like two minutes. That's all they could stand to look at him. Uh, but you know it was it it, it was wasn't bad. I mean, you, you probably wouldn't think of it if you said you, you know, name middle nineteen fifties monster movies. That might not be in your top ten. Mm-hmm. But so John Carpenter comes and makes and you know makes a remake, a, a movie that in, in in many in many uh, tableaus, uh, you know, directly references the previous movie. And it's well, it obviously didn't catch on at, at first, but it's a it's a cult classic now. It's mm-hmm. a it's one of my favorite horror movies.
3: Yeah.
2: And then lo and behold they try to remake that again or at least have essentially like a, a prequel about the norwegian camp starring ramona flowers and it's a complete travesty so it's like yeah the john carver's the thing was too good to be remade even though it itself was a remake of something that was only uh, was only pretty good
1: it was one of the it was one of the very rare examples that a remake outshone the original mhm and the, and again they just like sequels that i that outshine their original source material, mm-hmm. this is one of those few that those movies are so few and far between that you know. But Hollywood, you know, they get away with one, and it's like you know, they're like, oh, yeah. here, here's ten more. Let's see if we can get away with yeah, that.
2: I, I, I didn't mind this movie, but I somehow doubt that, that people are going to be singing the praises of Peter Jackson's King Kong for like from decades from now. Uh, no, no, Sure as hell no one's going to remember Total Recall or RoboCop, nope. the remakes. God, nope. no. Is, nope, is, nope, there, nope. is there anyone... Like, please, please feel free to, to, to call in. Like, is there anyone who prefers, speaking of Johnny Depp, that Alice in Wonderland with the Futterwhackin'?
1: Is there anybody I kind of doubt it. Yeah, is there anybody here who actually preferred Charlie in the Chocolate Factory to Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Gene Wilder for life. Yeah. There's another T-shirt: Gene Wilder for life.
0: I mean, Jesus Christ, man! In that movie, <sighs>
1: which one, Charlie or Charlie? Willy Charlie in the Chocolate
0: oh. Factory. Like Willy Wonka, just has such a like. I don't even know how to describe it, but you just don't want to be around that guy. Mm-hmm. You just don't. You, yeah, he is. Huh.
2: Speaking of Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes, no one wants to talk about that movie. Then, lo and behold, there's a, there's two more Planet of the Apes movies that that that, that, that take the, the, the original, seri- original series as a bit of a springboard, kind of tells a different story, and I haven't seen them, but I've actually heard really good things.
1: So have I. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was it? The, uh, what it uh, Dawn
2: of the Planet of the Apes. And Rise.
1: Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Well, it's because they tell it from the other side of the story. They tell it about how the apes took the Earth. Mm-hmm. Which, again... Through all the Planet of the Apes films, it's something they never explained. Mm-hmm.
2: Look, look. Well, long well, well, story of short is that you know we I'm, I'm sure we we have we've talked about this, this sort of topic so many damn times, and like movies are really expensive. Yes, you know they they you know in order for them to get made, maybe they have to bank on on a recognizable property, and you know but that, that and good things can come from that. Like I love the MCU uh, movies quite a lot. That's uh, fair I love point. Mad Max Four. Yeah, Fury Road was I did awesome. not I really Bad Match was not on my radar at all yeah. before this, and I saw that movie, and now I own all three of the previous movies on Blu-ray.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, here's here's my here's my big thing, right? So, ja- for those of you who don't know, I don't know if it's been confirmed that he's confirmed in the role yet, but it's in negotiations that he is going to replace Kurt Russell's character. He's going to be Jack Burton, mm-hmm. which I I don't get you know why can't he replace dennis dunn's character why can't he be when she why can't he be the rest
0: why would why wouldn't they put him in the hero role because basically right now dwayne johnson if you cast dwayne the rock johnson in a movie studios have found that holy crap these movies are really successful holy crap look at how much money these movies have been making right right, yeah I, i
2: haven't checked the box office of san andreas just just yet
0: but, I mean, That's no, a, but, Brian, what I'm saying is... Apparently yeah, it had a really good weekend when it opened up, so. Yeah, what I'm saying, Brian,
1: is, okay, fine, cast Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but cast him in the right role. Well...
2: He totally, he totally owned his role in Pain and Gain.
1: Oh, uh, what was the other one? He... You know what? You know what other movie reminds me? You know what movie dynamic really reminded me of this? Anybody see The Rundown? Uh, no. Was him and Sean William Scott...
0: I saw, yeah, I think I saw that one time on a. Show time. Right, it
1: basically, it was Dwayne the Rock Johnson was a bounty hunter looking for Sean William Scott's character, right? Mm-hmm. Sean William Scott was the wisecracking sidekick, smartass, and he was like the badass, you know, you know, kung fu weapon master. I mean, like it wasn't like a kung fu weapon master, but he's a badass fighter dude, right? I was like, okay, well, why couldn't you take a similar dynamic to that and apply it to this film? Like, yeah. You want Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Fine. Cast him as Wang Chi. Don't cast him as Jack Burton. Don't cast him in the rogue role. Give that to somebody else with a sense of humor. Hmm.
0: Okay, fine. Let me ask you this then. Uh, since we're on this topic, who would you cast as a modern-day Jack Burton? <sighs> That's a tough question.
2: That's the kind of question I would I would never even consider preparing an answer for, you know? I yeah. mean, honestly,
1: yeah. I mean, if you, if you ask me, I don't think this film should be made at all. I mean, yes. But now that I know it's but... apparently going to be made... Uh, Alright, hmm.
2: fine. Chris Pratt.
1: Son of a bitch. You I, know what? I, you know, the thing is, is that he's cast into, like, every sardonic, smart-ass role nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, isn't he going to be, like, Indiana Jones... I did not hear that.
0: <laughs> what if Jeremy Renner?
1: Yeah, I would go either Chris Pratt or Jeremy Renner. Okay.
2: No, uh, I, of course. As of, as of this recording, um, Jurassic Park Four is coming out soon. Jurassic World. I'm, I'm looking. I'm I'm sure at some point Chris Pratt's going to try and dance the 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 super mutant T Rex into submission, <laughs> and then probably get eaten. But
1: he'll dance the T Rex into submission and then stick his raptors oh, on. Shit. When
0: does that come out?
1: This Friday. L- this Friday. Oh shit! Okay. This Friday, Alamo Draft House. I want to go see it. Yeah. All right. So, oh God. I mean, is there anything else to talk about? Uh,
0: oh, let me think. Um, I think I think we hit that? on
1: everything.
2: I, I didn't. I haven't seen San Andreas. Um, I decided I elected against it when I found out that it wasn't going to be a Grand Theft Auto adaptation.
0: Mm. But
2: uh, I, I I did see. I did uh, listen to one like vlog review of it, and I I appreciate the fact that. It's being described as 2012 with like an hour cut out of it.
1: Oh no! But and, that uh, hour that's missing was the best part.
2: Um, and the it, it's the exact same dynamic of like a divorced, you know, the the, the main character is divorced from his wife, who's remarrying some some uh, some u- u- vaguely European douchebag who in San Andreas is played by Yoan Grufford, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four movies. That's... And I, I, I love, I just love the the. It was hey, I, I, here. I am, you know, uh, rec- recounting a someone else's review, so maybe it's this isn't terribly
1: okay, insightful of me. I, I did just, but... I did just realize there is one other topic we can talk about.
0: Speaking okay. of divorce,
1: yeah, actually, okay, yeah, yeah all I, right. I, at all, I remember I was all excited about bringing the topic up because it's right in your wheelhouse, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al, uh, Al Jean...
2: the showrunner for The Simpsons,
1: has come out and said that in a future season. Uh, Homer and Marge will be legally separating, not well, divorcing, but legally separating.
2: Here, yeah, so needless to say, I would pretty much have to be the biggest uh, you know Simpsons fan in like three states anymore. Yeah, yeah, okay. I still do my best to watch, uh, you know, to watch up till the twenty eighth season. Like I was the guy who said, "Hey, did you see that Simpsons last night where where Bart uh, gets a horse pregnant with voodoo?" And then it turns into a modern family uh, a parody, right? Right? Right. Just blank stairs. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, they, they are at the you know Bart gets horses pregnant with voodoo phase of of, of the run of the show, and um...
1: I honestly think the last time I checked in with the Simpsons, it was they were doing the they were doing the Apple Store parody. That was the last time I bothered.
0: The last time I really checked in on The Simpsons, it was that Flanders was getting married to... Edna Karawbel? Yes. And you know what? I actually watched that string of episodes because I thought, hey, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool.
1: So did they did they get married? Yes. Yeah.
2: And then Marshall Wallace died, and we kind of had to drop that, that plot line. Oh, well. And I'm like, <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ, man. Poor Ned. He's like Job from the Bible.
2: I don't think they ever. They, I, I, it's not like that. They killed off uh, Edna in the in the the continuity of the series. They just she's just not mentioned anymore. Yeah. I guess because that w- that would be kind of that would be a little too cruel for Ned, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um. And now with okay, so getting back to what you said. Yeah. I feel like the Simpsons might actually benefit from like a season long arc. Because, you know that, that's. That is sort. Of, that is very in for TV shows now, right? Mm. Yes. And they recently announced that they're no longer going to be releasing any more full seasons on DVD because there is a dedicated streaming service uh, on, on like Fox.com to just 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 watch every Simpsons episode you know whenever you want to. So yay. No, well, you're, you're not. <laughs> Well, I'm
1: sorry. I'll, let me. Yeah, you're not, you're not
2: going to run out of material, are you?
1: No, I mean, but, uh, okay, so here, let me ask you this though: is it a paid service or is it a free service?
2: Uh, I think it's paid.
1: Well, I haven't actually looked
2: at it myself. It's to be honest, my uncle's very studiously uh, videotapes them all, so that's how I watch it.
1: I was to say, yeah. To be perfectly honest, though, it's 28 seasons of television. So, okay, I can, I, can, I guess, I can live with it's paying okay mm-hmm. a, a small fee for that. Mm-hmm. It's a
0: lot of TV. Yeah, I know. And, uh,
2: so. I, I when you first mentioned this to me, and and, and and amazingly, I did not hear this beforehand. You had to mention this to me right before we started recording. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, your reaction was great. I,
2: I feel like it. okay, uh, I'm glad you liked it. I, I feel like they could make like a season long arc out of this.
0: Yeah, they should. I mean, I've heard rumors that it might just be you know they were like, well, like some reviewer on YouTube on Yahoo was like, well, it might be um, a single episode, and I'm I'm kind of hoping it's not. I I I would I would hope they would
1: not use this as just a throwaway episode. It's like oh they're separated oh they're back like, together. Frankly,
2: they've done that a lot. I know that's you, what I'm you, saying. You remember the the gun episode, um, where, yes. Mar, where, Mar, where Marge left him once he started opening uh, you know cans of beer with his gun. Yes. and um, the Simpsons movie re- greatly evolved like a separation, right? Right, and after he just after he destroyed the town with a silo full of pig shit.
1: Right. I, I guess... I, I'm not
2: going to make that mistake when
1: I get married. Nope. I just... I guess the question is, is it... Are we... Are we going... Are we going to see a divorce? Are we... Are they going to stay separated? Or... Or are they just... Are they just going to leave the show on this, like, massive cliffhanger?
2: Hmm. Is it weird that I actually feel like that, that would be a pretty natural evolution of the Simpsons story? I mean, Homer's a really horrible person.
0: Yeah... <laughs> kind of is.
1: Ugh. You know, I just realized something. Because you know what would happen? Without Marge and his life, Homer's life would just, like, quite literally fall apart. Pretty much. I'm just saying, I would really hate it if the Simpsons just ended with Homer's death and that's how they ended it.
0: I feel... Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you can't, you know... You can't say, well, they've done all these episodes that are set in the future, so there's no way that Homer could die... Cause you know, there's really no basis for that necessarily. Yeah, yeah,
1: I mean, most of those most of those future episodes were like what one offs mm-hmm. of things that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So you know, so it's I'm just I'm just saying it would it would be really oh god how do I put it It would just be if I guarantee you no if like if that permanent if that separation stayed permanent Homer would be dead in a season or two.
0: Funny enough, the mm. synopsis I read was that he's got like a therapist or something, and he starts falling in love with her.
1: Pass, mm-hmm. hard pass. I was
0: like, "What the fuck?" Hard pass.
2: I'm pretty sure the the first Simpsons episode that took place in the far future, uh, Maud was
1: alive in that. Yeah, so that. Should, Oops. <laughs> that yeah, that should tell you that should tell you everything there. All right, so I honestly mm. I'm not a fan. Well, t- how do I put this? If it's done correctly, it could be an interesting way to end out The Simpsons, because they're only renewed for, like, what, two more seasons? Two more seasons. Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, up till their 30th.
1: And then they're going to do a movie, supposedly. Oh, really? Another movie? Well, they're supposedly saying they want to do the, the a second film. However, if they're only... I mean, without Harry Shearer, I don't know. That's probably up in limbo at this point.
0: I mean, who's to say that he couldn't come back for the movie? He did. He said he doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> well...
1: <laughs> um, they offered him more than enough money to stay on for the last two seasons. He was like, No, I don't want well,
0: it. Who's to say that he didn't he wouldn't want to do the seasons, but like, hey, I'll I'll pop in back in for a movie. I don't know. But well,
1: maybe. Once again, I'm pretty sure Harry Shearer said that. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure he said right, it, but whatever. Enough. So so, you know, be on the lookout for that Simpsons, uh when's the next season start? Do you know? <laughs>
2: I guess I'm not that that big a fan, am I? I honestly don't know.
1: I know. I mean, that I just heard about this news like I mean, two days ago. Right. So I just, haven't
2: I haven't actually had television in like eight years now, so like I I've like, I, I, not really used to when seasons begin and end anymore.
0: Probably like August or September or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's usually when the that's, fall. That's that's
1: when TV seasons start.
2: Yeah. Actually, classically, for a long time, the Simpsons episodes, uh, the Simpsons season started at the beginning of November. Because they kept getting preempted by like football on Sundays, <laughs> so that, that that was really odd about how how the Halloween uh, how the, all the Halloween episodes would be airing on, like November fifteenth. <laughs>
0: mm,
1: that's true. All right. So honestly, I think that's everything we wanted to talk about tonight.
0: Well, there is one last thing. Of course, there is. There's always um, another Simpsons announcement, and it's not nearly as like shocking. But in a Treehouse of Horror episode, apparently, sideshow Bob is finally going to get to kill Bart.
1: Oh yeah, I did hear about that. No, oh. did you hear he was, about that?
0: No, I hadn't. Good, good for him. He's earned it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's we're at least approaching twenty-two seasons where he's had to put up with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, because like the first, the first attempt was in what season three? Uh, well,
2: technically, the, the you know, uh, uh, yeah, Bart ran afoul of, of, of Sideshow Bob in the first season oh, okay. when he tried to kill Krusty. So twenty-eight. Not, I'm sorry, not try to kill him. He tried to frame him for robbing the Quickie Mart.
0: Ah,
1: so twenty-eight. So it was
2: an amazing makeup job that he somehow. Sculpted himself to look like Krusty the clown. Like, where did that hair go? I you know, as, was, that, was that like a latex mask or something? They, they, never, they never really After explained it. that. Well, it would have added
1: <laughs> more weight to the head area, which if you look at Sideshow Bob and Krusty. Mm-hmm.
2: And then it was the third season when he tried to kill Selma. And then it was the fifth season when he said when he decided to cut out the middleman and try to kill Bart.
1: Right. I still and love it. Like, and his... every, every three seasons thereafter. Yeah. I still love his tattoos from, uh, what was it, Cape Fear?
2: Oh oh, yeah, love. uh, There was was love, L U V, printed on his three knuckles on his right hand, and the left hand was uh, hat with a with a line over the A for the long A sound. Yep.
1: (laughs) And then it was what was it? uh, it There's a die die, Bart die on his on his uh, his on his chest. He's like, no, no, that's that's
2: German for the Bart, the. (laughs) And the the juror said, Well, if if he speaks German, he can't be a bad guy. (laughs) we've been really hard on the Germans tonight haven't we (laughs)
1: Uh, and I think we're going to end it there Uh. alright so from everybody at Cast Wave Studios thank you for listening I'm Colin Kakamas
0: I'm Brian Massey
1: and I'm Jordan Hazelwood and you're boldly going nowhere
2: Oh, that sounded great.